welcome everybody to round 84 of the hop yes with gabe and steven that's us how we doing folks we are back we're in the studio again we're in person this round we always love doing that it makes things so much easier and it's been a while it has and, been a while uh, it's been a long while yeah but uh, uh we're, we're good to see you hey man <laughs> uh we're back now for round 84 very different episode. Very different episode. You will not see any craft beer for this episode. What are we drinking? We're drinking mead. That's right. Oh, uh, boy. We'll get into what that is, <laughs> why it is in a while. Um, you're probably familiar with mead if you're familiar with, like, Beowulf or, like, yes. Game of Thrones a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Or, like, that's some kind like, of old-timey Viking drinking thing. That's um, that's their thing. That's what they do. They yeah. they get hammered off of it. And maybe we will, too. I've never had mead in my uh, human life. This human life. Gabe has had mead. I have had mead when I was in London. It's, it's very it's a very popular, like, European sort of style. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's we'll get into the details about it, but um strong as hell, let me tell you. This is uh this one's going to be fun. And so it, and there's so many different varieties of I mean, we might as well have said we're drinking wine because that's how yeah. big a category it is. So it's going to be a different episode, uh but hopefully one that you'll enjoy and the reason we're doing it is because uh there are craft brewers in America that make mead and we have our hands on some good ones that we're really excited about one of the places so. we get we're featuring two breweries and one of them is a meadery all they do is mead yeah. they don't they don't touch beer so but they are brewers like their background is brewing it's in the and, brewing field so yeah, it's so it, makes it checks sense. out <laughs> yeah it checks the boxes so um we're excited about it something totally different uh strap in if you will pumped Let's we've do done it. ciders on the show we've done seltzers we've done tequila whiskey whiskey yeah this is our first like wine-esque yeah part so this could be for you well we, if, we may get a nice cabernet sauvignon soon we we'll, we, we'll think about it maybe we'll, we'll see. put it on the list see what we can do if you are new here what a weird day <laughs> for your first episode but we are the hop we drink beer we have fun that's what we do generally speaking we make craft beer entertaining we're here to be your drinking companions on your thirsty Thursday. We're here to just, just bring a little bit of uh, joy to the end of your week. So you can follow the show uh, on Instagram and Twitter. We are at the HO Podcast. We are uh, up on on Facebook. We are on YouTube. You can watch the show as a video podcast if you're not doing that already, which is a good place to see how good we look and mm. the, the the Packers shirt I'm wearing. Hey, um, and you can engage with us on. All the different platforms, as well as send us an email, thehopod at gmail.com. That is the place to hit us up if you have suggestions, requests, if you want to give feedback, if you want to tell us how we opened your eyes to the wide world of mead. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you can do that at, at uh, thehopod at gmail.com. And we're on all the major podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, etc. cetera. Uh, rate, review, tell your friends, tell your family. Tell your wife, tell your ex-wife, tell her, her ex-husband, tell everyone, you. that would be you, <laughs> uh, tell everyone you know because word of mouth is a great way to spread the word about the show. So if you're a fan, thank you and uh, spread the word. Let us know what breweries to hit up next. Let us know what breweries to repeat. Let us know if you've ever had mead and what kind you had. Like we said, there's so many different kinds doing a little bit of research. You know, uh, you know, there's no one beer made of like... 
but they they have the style and I feel like me they have the style but it's always with a twist yeah. so um, if you have any experience if you want to fact check us if we don't know what the hell we're talking about <laughs> please tell us so we can do better we are here for hey I listened you. great episode but you guys were dead wrong <laughs> here's the thing Mead is we not, accept that uh we don't have a whole lot of news to dive into, kind of a light week in beer news, but we are going to bring back and resurrect one oh. of our favorite segments. This Week in Gross. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Um, it's not new. Yes. But it's new to us, and that makes it valid and fair, and... Um, I would argue this is not a this week in gross. This is a this week in wait, what the f This is a what? this week in these people should probably be in prison. Yeah. Um bull testicle beer. Yes. Uh beer made with the testicles of a bull, the bull testes, the bull jingle jangles, the bull twig and berries, yeah. the goods, <laughs> the family just, jewels. Wait, just the berries, not the twig. The twig is not in here. It's just the testicles. Oh, just the berries. <laughs> That's right. Berries. That's right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So this comes out of Wincoop Brewing. They're in Colorado. And this all started as an April Fool's joke. It was back in 2012. That's when they first introduced it. It was an April Fool's joke. The internet <laughs> took it a little too seriously. As they as always do. Always seems to be the case. And... They made a beer brewed with bull panine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, how are we going to get through this? Um, I just, I just want to know. <laughs> I want to know who's responsible. And you know, can we blame the brewer? Can we blame the brewery as a whole, or can we blame you know one human? Hey, Ethan, talk to him. He's the one. Like, who is this person? What's disturbing is that they're still doing it, which is what makes this valid. So that means this has been going on for almost a decade. Uh, so Wincup Brewing, it's a, it's an oyster stout, and apparently, what happened was there was a, a local brewery that made an oyster stout, and oyster stouts generally are brewed with oysters. And Wincook Brewing thought that was weird because they're in Colorado. Where are you getting those oysters from? They thought that was weird. Yeah. So they cool. said, where are you getting these oysters from? We're in Colorado. Brew, brew with something that we can get readily in Colorado. And apparently, Colorado has no shortage of bull balls. And Bull balls. <laughs> that's what they did. So Wow. That's... Uh, that says something about Colorado, but continue. It is described... This is the part I'm going to have a hard time getting through. It's described as a meaty, foreign-style stout. It's a Rocky Mountain oyster stout made with Colorado-based malts, roasted barley, seven specialty malts, Styrian uh, Goldings hops, and 25 pounds of freshly sliced oh. and roasted oh. bull testicles, which makes it meaty. Oh, <laughs> it's, God. It's 7.5% ABV and three balls per barrel. Oh my god! <laughs> Three balls per barrel. Thank you. Yes. Um, oh my god! I don't. Uh, oh, now, where to where to begin? Ordinarily, when a brewery says that they debuted a beer at the Great American Beer Festival, what follows is a whole bunch of awards. <laughs> and I would just like to say that was not the case with this beer. No, there no, was, it was all, it was more attention and more. Wait, yeah. what are you guys doing? What did you just say? That was pretty much exactly it. They said our tent got a lot of attention, so we kept doing it. And uh, But see, here's the thing. People will drink it. Yeah. 
Apparently, they also have done a, a version with buffalo testicles, but I guess that was too wacky for them, or maybe they couldn't get their hands on as many. So, yeah. Um, what I did learn uh, from reading this story, though, is that apparently if you want to buy bull testicles, they come 25 in a case, which is weird because that's an odd number. So that means one bull set is getting <laughs> split up. Oh, that poor family. <laughs> what are we going to do about that? Yeah, 25 is a for, for sets of two, that doesn't add up. I don't like It should be 25. I mean, if you're going to hack off the beans, cut them out of the sack, and sell them as meat, at least keep the family together. People eat them. It's like um, with uh, the hearts of animals. Like, people eat that stuff. And I'm, I'm uh, no thank you for me, but <laughs> people do it. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is just something. It's a stout. Yeah, it's a stout. It's a it's an oyster stout. I don't like I have so many questions, but I kind of don't want to ask them like that's where I'm at. It's um, it's the fact that it's described as meaty and the fact that like if you read reviews about it, like they say it does have a savory flavor to it. Like it's not like they're just like hiding the buffalo test. But I'm sorry, bull testicles. Yes. Get our facts. straight. Yeah. It's not like they're hiding the bull testicles inside this thing and then just selling you like a Guinness. Like it's got a savory. It's got it's salty. Oh my god, no! There's some uh, there's some umami in there. Umami. <laughs> oh my god, the palate is going to be doing some things to this. The only yeah. okay, the one experience I have, and it's not an even experience with bull testicles, is I saw. People eating it once on TV. Relax oh, on I was TV. Like, where is this going? You remember the show Fear Factor? Of course I do. The second event is always something gross or something really like bizarre, and it's always with eating stuff. And for one episode, they had to eat an entire bull testicle. So that's other than that, this is the only newsworthy thing I hear about bull. T- like they're big. I mean, they're if huge. If you need a full one. Uh, Good for you. They might be like a pound or more. <laughs> they're, they're very large. They're very, uh, very strong gentlemen. They, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the original video is still on YouTube. It's, uh, got, well, hundreds I, of thousands. Of yeah. Now, if you by now. It. Yeah. I did read that though. It said like, oh yeah, we got views on views and counting. It's like, well, yeah, no yeah. shit. You said, Hey, we have a beer with balls in it. And people said, I'm curious. It was uh, developed, here you go, by their head brewer at the time, Andy Brown. So Damn it, wanna, Andy. If you want to blame somebody, blame Mr. Brown. Andy, let's talk. What are we doing here? Yeah, um, this is going to be a no from me, dog. Yeah, I uh, um, I would love to watch someone else drink it. Like, I'll be in the room and I'll watch you drink it, but I will not partake, I don't think. I, yeah, um... You know what's sad? You know what's sad is I would partake. That's that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. I that's mean, what makes me hate myself a little is uh, if you laid this in front of me, I would drink it. I'm not like, excited about it, but I, I would I feel like drink there's it. a small – we have a small responsibility to try it we are doing what we do. Because we're professionals. Exactly. That's exactly right. Damn it. The savory uh, part just gets me. I, I don't know. I can't – I'm not on board, but I feel like I'd have to be. But hey, it's 7.5%. Maybe if maybe you'd be feeling something. Maybe you'd get know. a nice buzz out of it. I, uh, at right. the very least, are have you we me? exhausted this topic? Uh, should we move on? I think we should. Family jewels. There we go. <laughs> Moving on. Have a ball. 
Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, but um, bumps. Let's move on to. So we're doing mead. So we thought yes. it would be good to just you know dive into a little bit about what mead is before we do the toasts and hit the buttons and do the things we do every week. All right, is that okay? Everybody, settle in. Let's learn mead. So mead is a super old drink. It predates beer, wine, and spirits. It oh, was yeah. first produced in northern China. We think there's a lot of like hieroglyphics and things that mm. point to mead being drank in ancient civilizations. The point is, it's super old. Yes. And uh, it's created by fermenting honey and water. Mead is essentially a honey wine. Yeah. More or less. So if you like honey, you like sweet things, you're going to love this, most yeah. likely. Uh. Yeah, and I, I think that it's not um, – when I hear sweet things, what I think of is like an ice cider or an ice wine, like something super sweet that it's like a like a after-dinner right. drink. And meat is not that that we know of, or it can be, but, but it's traditionally not. It can be uh, – there's so many different varieties of it. It can be wine-like. It can be beer-like. It can be still or sparkling. It can have added fruits, grains, spices, herbs. There's like – lists on lists of like different varieties for sure yeah and that we have as i mentioned we have two companies and one is more on the ciders looking and tasting side based off descriptions and the other one is more wine like so it kind of does balance out so we are kind of touching on as many things as we can which is pretty nice yeah we're trying to get a mix of everything uh and so we're gonna do that but generally when you're judging mead you know you're gonna be looking at a spectrum from like dry to sweet right we're not gonna be talking so much about you know mouth feel and that kind of stuff so much as we're gonna be judging it more like wines swish it around in the glass take a sniff the whole business you know what i mean really so, open it up open up those esters. let it breathe look at the legs how is it you know all that <laughs> that that fun stuff. That yeah, I, I'm excited for this. Um, it's been a while since I've had mead. Um, the mead we uh, we we got one selection from our DC trip. Um, we got another so we got the other selections just from our local uh, drinkery, if you uh -huh. will. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be a different range of things and really excited to look forward to it. One thing that's interesting about mead is that where the mead comes from really matters because it comes from honey, the flowers that the bees are eating. So what's in their diet makes a difference in the overall finished That's crazy. Product, that's crazy to think about. A lot of layers back to think about, but yeah. it is important. Yeah. Real honey, real bees, real beehives. Yep. Yep. It's all, it's all real. It's all real, man. Um, and there's a lot of different processes to this, uh, but it's essentially like winemaking again. So, so basically what I'm saying is think of mead like you think of wine, but it's a, it's a two fermentation situation generally. So it's initially fermented for about 30 to 60 days. And then the secondary fermentation in some kind of secondary vessel. So traditionally, you know, you'll put it in a barrel hey. Hey, uh, for about six to nine months. So that makes not bad, mead. not bad at all. So yeah, we're going to do a few different versions of it. Um, that ends our lesson. So let's thank start you for coming to our TED it. talk. I'm yeah. going to propose a toast, and we're going to get to work here. Do it up. All right. I have a riddle for you. 
Oh boy. Today's toast is a riddle. I am man's treasure taken from the woods. Cliff sides, hill slopes, valleys, downs. By day, wings bear me in the buzzing air. Slip me under a sheltering roof, sweet craft. Soon, a man bears me to a tub. Bathed, I am binder and scourge of men. Bring down the young, ravage the old, sap strength. Soon, he discovers who wrestles with me, my fierce body. Rush, I roll fools flush on the ground. Robbed of strength, reckless of speech, a man knows no power over hands, feet, mind. Who am I who bind men on Middle Earth, blinding with rage? Fools know my dark power by daylight. A bee! You're close. <laughs> a wasp. The answer is mead. Oh. But it was a long-winded riddle, and that's riddle 25 from the Exeter Book of Riddles, well, that, which you can dig that into. That sucks. It was who am I? Not, not what am I? I didn't write it. This is an old... <laughs> I have a problem It's with an that. old Anglo-Saxon riddle. What do you want from me? Come on, Anglo. Uh, okay. Are you ready to get, to get your meat on, Gabe? Pumped. Let's do it. Let's do it. Alrighty, so we are starting off with a meadery out of Austin, Texas. This is Meridian Hive. They specialize in mead. It is what they do. They do not make beer. They do not make wine. They make mead. Uh, we have two selections. Our first one is the Frontier. It is a honey and hops mead uh, coming in at 6.5%. Beer Advocate has yet to review it. Untapped gave it a 3.57. On the SRM chart, uh, very palish yellow. Um, I would call it maybe like a 5 or a 6-ish. It's yeah. very see-through. Wow. See, I mean, this is where I'm, where I'm kind of talking about, like, this is where a lot of these things that we normally say don't really matter. Like, right. Beer Advocate... They're not going to be much help they, to us Yeah, no, I don't think they're helping at all for not, this episode. They're not called Mead Advocate, um, but this is more, again, we mentioned that Mead can be kind of on the on the beerier side, on the whinier side. Whinier. See, like, yeah. as if it's complaining. But we were hoping this one, because it's brewed with hops, would be a little bit more towards the beer world i mean it's yeah. uh definitely C cider at the most you know it comes out of a can it's definitely sparkling from the can here's a little something special that will get you drinking outside the box aha see what they did there yeah the hive brings together our love of hops with our award-winning orange blossom mead frontier is our dry hop series mead we use a different hop variety on each batch to create a unique refreshingly dry mead that finishes crisp and without the bitter ending Explore this modern frontier and join us in the craft mead revolution. I did read online Meridian Hops, so I don't know if that's completely accurate or if maybe they grow their own hops. I don't know. I see a batch number, but we don't know exactly what hops are in here because... Well, 
shit. That's, that is okay. Sorry about it. But uh, <laughs> the ingredients are water, orange blossom, honey. Again, the honey makes a difference, so there yeah. you go. As well as hops, yeast, potassium sorbate mm. to prevent re-fermentation, and potassium meta... Nobody cares about that. Stuff. Science! We gave you the important stuff. Yeah. So, yes. This one... Uh, and we will briefly talk about what uh, else this company has to offer, but um, most of their selections are made with the orange blossom honey. Um, this one we grabbed because it said hops on it, and we were like, this might be as close to like a craft beer we're, as we yeah, can get. We're like, that's familiar. Yeah, so uh, so here we are. Um, no head retention at all. Poured it in the glasses, and immediately this is what you got. If you're on YouTube, you can see it's very see-through, like... Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no head, but but the important thing is that it's it's carbonated. Uh, yeah. You know, there's a little bit of like it has a little bit of legs along the side of the glass, which is is nice. And the nose is floral. Uh, it's really nice. Uh, you get notes of like white grape. Really reminds mm. me of a Sauvignon Blanc. To be honest, yeah. that's the smell I get. I mean, I think it kind of sounds sounds. I think it kind of smells like a sour. Or, yeah, or a, a light sour. Um, light, light, yeah, not puckering, like yeah. very, very, like those, uh, you know, esters you get off, those notes you get off of a sour, you know, it smells fruity, it smells a little funky. It is uh, definitely, I mean, it smells dry as hell. Like, yeah. again, we're talking that spectrum from sweet to dry, right? That's what we're going to kind of be talking about all episode. This one smells very very dry um, i feel like i'm smelling a garden yeah it's it's so earthy it's mm. you know the hops bring all of that beautiful hop florality that i we feel love. like we generally like that so i feel like we're really gonna enjoy this i like hops i like hops they're fun i can hang i smell i actually smell a whole lot in here i smell apples i smell white grape i smell tea pear. i smell pear yeah there's mm. a lot of like citrus notes Floral notes, it's delicate, it's crisp. A specific citrus that, you know, and you're not gonna get like orange lemon lime off of this, you know what I mean? Like maybe no, a little no. orange, but mm. yeah, no, maybe citrus isn't the right word. Fruit is the word I yeah. should be leaning on. Like uh like again, green apple, pear, grape, etc. When yeah, when you said white grape, I was like, Oh yeah, that that kind of hit me pretty well. So um well, Welcome welcome to Mead. Welcome to Mead. Here, Here we go. go. Yeah, what's so interesting about this is that um, it smells so much like a white wine that when you go to take a sip, you're like expecting that. And on the wine spectrum, this is really sweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think on the mead spectrum, this is pretty dry. Like, um, oh, man, how crazy is that? I mean, it's because it's because it, you get once you take a sip of it, you get some honey. You know, you oh, get yeah, you get a lot on the a lot of it kind of. You get apple juice at all? Yes. Carbonated yes, apple juice. Yes. Honestly. If you like ciders, oh. uh, big, big sort of area for you. And this meat is gluten-free as well. So, um, well, you know, unless they All add. of their selections from Meridian Hive are gluten-free. So if you're, yes. if you're one of those people, you can enjoy as much as you want. Uh, so clean. It's very clean. It's crisp. It's... Um, it's I, I like it. It's very different from anything very I've ever different. had. Yeah, no, I do like it too. I, I think I'm eating 
feel like I'm drinking an apple or a pear though. Like I, I think maybe, you know, the, the wine like need we're going to have a little bit later. I feel like that's where I kind of was expecting. So yeah. I was kind of thrown off by this, but yeah, I mean, this is definitely different, definitely interesting. The, mead that we have coming up not to give anything away but we are going to do a mead in a little bit that is um more wine like and is much higher abv and so this is 6.5 percent. i feel like you could grab a can of this and uh crush it like you crush a cider i mean i don't think that if you're a beer lover that you should drink this and think oh there's hops in here this will be like a like a beer you know beer like mead no no um because there's no there's no bitter there's no bite there's none of that like they even said on the can like it, they basically took out the bitter ending so it's floral it's tropical I it's, don't even really taste hops to be honest with you no I don't either um, I do miss that I will admit but you know you know the carbonation is light it's, oh yeah um, very light it's there but again you should think of carbonation in terms of like. The way you would think of like a sparkling apple cider. Yeah. Not the way you think of a beer. Right. You know, it's very easy to drink. I will say that it's very just simple, clean in the mouth. Um, it doesn't leave you too thirsty, which is good. Mm-hmm. It, I, I, if you're going to go for a second sip, you're doing it because you want to, not because you have to. Which should always be the case. Right. I just mean like, <laughs> Which, you know, they have, there's the... If like, you're taking another sip because you have to, you need new friends. <laughs> <laughs> or you need to get out of the situation. Yeah. You need to leave the, the show you're at. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it doesn't leave me too thirsty. It's it's very fruity. Um, honey. Hon- honey, is the, hey there, honey. honey is the thing. Honey is the thing. And if you wonder what that tastes like in drink form, just think cider. It's really close yeah. to that. It's like... It's not quite apple juice. I guess it's a little bit more floral than that. A little, little bit. Um, it's not quite as, but I mean, it's it's very um, to to us, it's very sweet. But again, on the mead side of things, I think this is more dry. If you're a mead professional, you would be able yeah. to say this is dry. Which Meridian Hive is? Uh, they are mead professionals out of Austin, Texas, as Gabe said. <laughs> And as they describe themselves, our thing is honey, pushing boundaries using only the finest pure honey and real fruit. You won't find any fake flavors here, and we never sweeten with artificial or processed sugar. We only use the highest quality orange blossom honey. All products are gluten-free and ranging from 4 to 6.5%. Yeah, all very, very low. Um, both of the selections we have from Meridian are both 6.5, spoiler alert, but... Uh, both really great, and uh, it's kind of their style. It was founded in 2013 by Mike Simmons and Eric Lowe. I uh, have a cousin named Mike Simmons, so uh, shout out. It was uh, him. It was definitely him. He didn't tell you. <laughs> he didn't tell me he was going to Texas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, they they do have a brewing background. Um, they wanted to create something new. They say they were looking for a light and tasty non-beer option for those people who were looking for that. So they put their heads together to create a, quote, unique set of craft honey alcohol beverages. Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice because, you know, craft beer is a huge boom. We've talked about this. We know this. You know, listeners know this. But um, some people just are not down with the beer game. And our show, try, we really try to get everybody on board. But some people aren't for a lot of reasons. 
Some people don't like it. Some people can't drink it. They mm-hmm. can't drink gluten. Right. Uh, I've had friends who are gluten-free, and they always have to turn to ciders because uh, cider is gluten-free. Right. So if you're looking for a crafty alternative to that and you don't want to just turn to your angry orchards of the world, you can go find a craft cidery. You can find a craft meadery. Or you can turn towards the devil and couple up with a seltzer. Whatever works for you. (laughs) Uh, I was laughing earlier because you reached over. I thought you were going to play the Dos Equis drop when you were talking about like some people, you know, are just not into the craft beer game. Like I thought that was going to be. Would you like me to? Not. I mean, it's dealer's choice. Well, I mean, you. <laughs> Stay thirsty, my friend. Here's the thing. I deserve that because I brought it up. You did. But, um, I, I just, uh, to your credit, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the gluten-free thing I feel like is the top, one of the top reasons for the non-craft beer people, which is fine, you know, I mean, if, you know, it's not your choice, you can't, you can't. Not your fault, listen, um, some of us can't eat peanut butter, some of us can't eat gluten, it just is what it is, and um, so I think that this, this is definitely, there's a need in the market for places like this, right. there's a need for mead. There's a need for mead. Boom, we did it! Get Yay! Yeah. We need to make t-shirts. <laughs> Uh, real quick, I just this was an interesting fact I thought was really cool. Uh, in 2019, they partnered with a honey provider in Mexico who sources their honey ethically and sustainably. And as we mentioned, every product they have, real honey from real bees from real hives. And that's really dope. It's really cool. I mean, the, this place is, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly if they have a tap room or if they just have products they put out. Doesn't but appear. Yeah, it to doesn't be. really look like it. Um, um, but yeah, they have crazy amount of stuff. Um, one of the our next selection, which I think we should definitely get into, um, is one of the OGs as they kind of describe it. Um, and it's oh, and here we are. And here it comes. Here so it gonna... uh, yeah. So let's let's get into it. Yeah, but they do have. Um, they have their regular lineup and then they have what they're calling like a skinny bee, which is kind of like their 100 calorie yeah. options, which I thought were really cool. And the design on the artwork uh, for the skinny ones is great. But what do we have there? Uh, so our number two is called uh, Discovery. It's a draft mead from Orange Blossom Honey uh, once again. This one, again, clocks in at 6.5% ABV. And uh, as the brewery describes it, our original draft mead discovery, this is the OG. This is the first one they ever did. It used to just be called mead. Now it's called discovery. It showcases the hive's ability to create a beautifully complex flavor from the simplicity of honey and a little magic. Mm -hmm. Fun. Delicious and refreshing, lightly carbonated mead crafted with the highest quality orange blossom honey. Discovery is a perfect balance of subtle sweetness with a hint of citrus and crisp finish. So now if you know this meadery and you know these selections um the the discovery was the original name apparently they've now changed it to just the honey so if you see an orange can with honey on it that's what this is it's got reimagined so what we're um, saying is we have an outdated can pretty much or or we have a retro can we have the og we have the og um but yeah it is kind of one of the ogs and one of their favorites uh definitely one of the more popular ones um from the descriptions we've read i think we're going to get a little more flavor i hope um and so we will see again no head retention when we pour it in the glass yeah this one uh it has 
I would say just to look at it, I'm seeing a slightly higher level of uh, level of carbonation. Yeah, same. It, uh, the color of it, I would say, is slightly, ever so slightly darker than the last one. Still very see-through, but... Yeah, 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 it's a clear, definitely. you know, it's a mead, but you got bubbles coming up a little bit more than the last time, and I think it's a little bit more slightly paler yellow um, than, than yeah. the last one. What's interesting about this one is off the smell, I think I'm getting more honey off of this one than I was the last one. Oh, yeah, that's sweet. Oh, yeah. That's sweet on the nose. Like, I feel like, like there should be bees flying around this. Please, God, no. But <laughs> metaphorically, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I get honey. I get a lot of citrus too. The orange comes through. Oh yeah, orange blossom yeah, honey yeah. after all. Yeah, uh, I mean that. You know that that certainly makes sense. And uh, you know, this one not a lot of legs in the glass. Um, pretty chill, but again, those those bubbles popping up, which you know, not all meat is carbonated. Some of it is still. So mm. that definitely is more towards the beer side of mead. Lower ABV, higher carbonation is as close to beer as mead gets, I think. But this is pure mead. I mean, yeah. outside of that, there's no additives in here. There's no uh, fruits. There's no spices. There's no hops. There's no anything. This is just pure or, you know, this is just like. We may we mixed a bunch of ingredients, throw it in the can. There you go. It's water, honey, and yeast yeah. essentially, and uh, they carbonated it. So we let's be, let's be let's like Vikings it. and skull skull. So this is interesting because I think it's very eerily similar to the frontier. However. I think I'm getting, I think honey is definitely the star of the show. I'm not really getting that apple juice, pear juice kind of deal. Um, I am getting sweet florality, maybe a little lavender, maybe, I don't know. But definitely honey, it's like, this is, when they say this is the OG, this is the OG. This is yeah. it. I, uh, yeah, I think everything, florality, lavender, um, this is more what I was expecting when I, because mm. again, I've never had mead. So in my head, I'm going, okay, well, what would happen if we took honey, which I know what honey tastes like. I've had honey. I've had, sometimes they make like candy out of honey. Like you ever had like a honey lollipop or something Probably. like that? Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like sweet, but there's something sort of like earthy or floral about it. Yeah. So I was like, what would happen if you took that and turned it into a drink? This is much more what I was imagining. The the Frontier tasted like a cider. This does yeah. not taste like a cider. True. This tastes sure. like a honey wine, which is what it is. So to that end, it's much sweeter. Uh, the brewery refers to it as off dry. Um, they, uh, they, have a, they have a range on their site of sweet, semi-sweet, off dry, and dry. Yeah. This gets off dry. So if this is off dry, and that's the second most dry out of scale from sweet to dry, I'm afraid of sweet. Oh, yeah, 100%. If, if this right. is considered dry, then we're, like, in for it. Sweet will make your teeth hurt. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I was just about to say, are we going to at any point bring up that <laughs> I wasn't movie going quote? to. Oh, I think we should. Five-year engagement for those of you who love that movie. No one's seen it, but you and me. Oh, uh, Chris Pratt's character. forced to watch it. <laughs> has a great line where he's drinking mead, and he's like, oh, 
Yeah, it's good. It's, it's making my teeth hurt. I was just going to ask you, that is me. They're drinking that. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, it is. I feel like I'm drinking out of Chewbacca's dick. The... <laughs> Go watch that movie just for that scene. I can't believe you just said that Why not? on the show. Um, <laughs> the it, It's a theme, this episode, between the bull testicles. And, okay. Woof. We're going to get <laughs> um, some letters. The finish is is crisp and dry. I don't think it leaves you that thirsty. So the cri- the finish is definitely dry. Um, the carbonation is still light if you're on a scale of, you know, beer. Um, I think it's more carbonated than the last one. For sure, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Between the two, what's your favorite? This one. See, for me, it's the it's the hops. Oh, interesting. Just because okay. it's a little less sweet, and I like what the hops did to that. And uh, it was yeah. intriguing. It was... Very cider-like. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I did like it. I liked the Frontier, but I think if I had to pick one, this one, I don't I don't know why. I think just, I just like how straight up it is. It's like there's no angle to it. And I yeah. feel like with Frontier, there's a little bit of an angle. And this one, it's just like, yeah, no, it's just what we got. What I feel like we should mention is that this shit's sneaky because... I don't taste any booze at oh, all. Oh, no. Not and, at all. And uh, I haven't eaten much today. And granted, I haven't. But I mean, I'm already feeling a little tingly. I'm I'm in like the early stages. I'm like start. Like if I finish, once I finish both of these, I'm definitely going to be like, okay, I'm buzzed. But to us, we're beer drinkers. This feels like we're drinking juice. I mean, yeah. to me. So yeah. it's like you could throw some of these back. No problemo. Yo, yeah. Easy. Uh, Easily. Which is dangerous because it's 6.5. I mean, they have some that are four. But six point five is not. It's not nothing. It's not nothing. It's I definitely a, need like water with both of these. I do want to say that yeah. as great as they are, it. I. At the end, it's like all right. I need need some water. It's yeah. It's a lot of honey, and that's fine. But uh, you they should, say honey's you, good for you. So you I should guess. give this to your your bear friend that comes and visits your house. <laughs> he left us. He found another. He's cheating on us with another family unbelievable well all right so this is the carbonated kind of beer side of mead we're going to do something very different right now let's pull a hard 180 yeah uh so i I guess just to offer some final thoughts on uh meridian hive while we're here they do have a variety of other beers uh on their list gabe mentioned they have their skinny options which is the skinny bee uh comes in a variety of flavors uh their original flavors they have like we said, the Discovery now knows the honey. They have the blackberry. They have the lemon. They have one called tropical. They have cherry, peach. They got a bunch of different flavors. Yeah, they have a a, a mixed pack. And you can get all the flavors. And uh, I, I did, yeah, the, the skinny options are kind of cool because of the low-calorie, um, you know, flavors. And, you know, of course, they got a blueberry. So, like, naturally, I'm going to want to get in there. Um, they've... I'm blue. They've got a cranberry. (laughs) Just try to keep going. Um, They've got a uh, acai berry and a grapefruit. Um, Looks dope. Um, And that artwork is a little uh, a little different than this one. That that has like flowers and stuff on it. Yeah, I would say the artwork is skinny. Uh, It's a little. It should be. It's a little whiter, a little less color, but a little bit more life. A little more something like those that drink skinny beer, you know, and cider. All right. Uh, we have one more, one yeah. more on our mead venture. So we're going to do that now. And it's, uh, it's a bit of a doozy. 
All right. So now we're kind of moving, as we mentioned, we're moving into the wine-ish region portion of the episode. From Negus Beer Company, we have Mama's Authentic Honey Tedge Ale. It is a uh, straight-up honey mead, and they have two beers and a mead. And this is their mead, and we're very excited. Um, it is, whew, it's clocking in at 12%. <clears throat> Strap in. Uh, Beer Advocate has yet to review it. Untapped gave it a 3.63. So, like Gabe said, it's called a Tedge. So, uh, this is the bottle. If you are interested, this is the label. A Tedge, a Tage, a, uh, we're not entirely sure how to say yeah, it. I, have I no think idea. it's a Tedge. Um, but it's an Ethiopian mead. It's usually homemade. This is a recipe passed down from Ethiopia directly. We'll get into Negus Brewing Company in a bit. Uh, but traditionally, a tedge is flavored with uh, geisho, which is a basically a, a kind of buckhorn. Uh, mm. So it's an herb, uh, sort of like a... Nicknamed the shiny leaf. Yeah, similar to like a hot bittering agent. So this is, this is mead with herbs in it. Um, it's a... Ethiopian tradition, it's sort of uh, more on the bitter side, and it's pretty alcoholic. Like Gabe said, it's 12%. It's a reserve. Woof. Yeah. But uh, we're excited. Um, oh, mama. This is, this is the wine selection. This is kind of like more of what I had uh, when I was in London. Um, you know, the first two is more on like the cider beer world. This is, this is its own thing. Um, yeah. Excited. So... First of all, Negus Brewing Company, they're out of Virginia, uh, Northern Virginia. They were uh, part of our adventures when we went hmm. down to the Baltimore, D.C. area. And they they focus a lot on traditional African recipes, traditional Ethiopian recipes. We'll get into more of what they have to offer in a bit. But they're all about bringing that history. You know, They say on their website that Africa has a long history of craft brewing. And they're just about bringing that culture, that uh, that sort of deep, rich history to uh, Virginia and to the brewery that they've started today. Perfect. So Love that. we're going to we're going to go at their mead, which we got at a uh, total wine, I think, or something like that. This is a big alcohol store. <laughs> yeah, one of those one of those type places. Um, but. I'll tell you right now, this is the one you want to, you know, slosh it around in the glass. You yeah. want to take a look at the legs, which it does have. I don't know how much that comes through on the camera, but they are there. Uh, it's cloudy, which yeah. makes which is a big difference. I mean, if you want to just take a look, if you're on YouTube, you know, you're looking at the, the mead from Meridian, which is more of the sort of carbonated classic mead. And then you're looking at this Ethiopian tedge. It's cloudy. It's got herbs in it. Uh, Look how fancy we are in our wine glasses. This is amazing. Look at this. Yeah, I'm I'm scared of this. <laughs> to be honest, I'm a little nervous. I kind of am too. It's it. Here's the thing: when you put your nose to it, it's like it's almost like that. Uh, the discovery from Meridian, just straight up mead, honey, mm -hmm. honey and water, and then take the ABV like way, way, way. Yeah, yeah it smells more like. I feel wine. like if you took like I feel like the discovery. The honey was at a three, and in this, the honey is at like a fifteen. Like yes. they cranked it up. Like this, this might feel sticky in the mouth. And 
it's got a bitter component to, component to it. Well, on several levels. First of all, it's very alcoholic and you smell the booze. This yeah. is like putting your nose, you know, if that's like putting your nose in uh, like a like a Chardonnay or Sauvignon Blanc or a Pinot Grigio even, this is like putting your nose more in like a Cabernet Sauvignon or something stronger, but just on the wine spectrum. Yeah. Like when you put your nose in a Cabernet, you have to get past alcohol esters to yeah. get the flavor. And that's the case here for sure. That's but, why people like wine so much. But also, uh, the bitter comes from again that uh, that shrub, the geisho uh, shrub. It's sort of medicinal. It's sort of um, it's very earthy. It's bitter. It's floral. Mm. In uh, it is very floral. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely getting that off uh, the nose. I think it's. I think that more that might just be more of like a mead thing, but definitely on this one as well. Um, You ready? I guess. Sip with caution, Gabe. Mead. <laughs> Made it to the hop. Here we go. I feel like I want to say full. It's 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 a little heavy in the mouth. It's a little... It might be just because the ABV, but I feel like the sweetness of the honey really plays a factor. I, I... I feel like, you know how when you put honey on like a food or something and you put a lot and you taste that honey? Yeah. I feel like that's what this is. I don't know what to make of it, to be honest, because mm. it's like, it took me a couple sips to just acclimate to it. Yeah. Just number one. Yep. And then you go, okay, I don't not like this. And... But I can't really pinpoint it. It's like it's got some elements of drinking wine. It's got some elements of drinking cider. It's a it's a I am I'm a little perplexed. I'm a little thrown for a loop. This is um, unlike anything I've ever had before. And again, I'll say for the third time today, I haven't had mead before. So this is a whole different thing. And it really is. It's its own category. It's like if you haven't tried mead do it because it's there and it's like you know this used to be what what everybody would drink in the mm. olden olden timey times to quote sarah silverman but <laughs> this is unlike any i can't really compare it i feel to, like we should be at a renaissance fair yeah there you go drinking out of viking horns that's we need viking horns eating a leg of turkey turkey, leg. turkey leg yeah uh yeah so okay flavor wise what do we get off it right it's it's got some citrus. It's got some, you know, the honey is definitely up front. It's Ooh, very sweet. Yeah. With a strong booziness behind yeah. it. A backbone of of just, you know, of high ABV that it's riding on. It's different. It's pleasurable. It's a slow sipper. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess this would pair with foods. I don't know what foods. Yeah, maybe cheese, maybe something's a little more on the savory side. Yeah, I, I don't something know if with I'd higher put, flavor. Yeah, I don't know. I'd put this with something like chocolate or anything like that. No, too much, too much. Um, where would you drink this? Because I'm kind of thrown for a loop in that regard. I just like I don't know when is the right time for a twelve percent mead. Watching Game of Thrones, um, Game of Thrones marathon. Super Bowl party. Uh, yeah. Um, no, it's, um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, the holidays, you know, special events, special occasions. This is also a 750 milliliter bottle if you're not on YouTube. So it's a big one to crack open and you need some friends. Gabe and I are in trouble. <laughs> Boy. 
oh, we're screwed. <laughs> I, I said before we started drinking it um, earlier today, uh, you know, we got to find the neighbors. Yeah. The neighbors are still awake. We, we have a problem because we have a firm policy that alcohol doesn't go wasted. Yeah. We can't save this. It's open now. So that's for us to figure out. Not you got any the quirks list. we can shove in there? Would that keep? <laughs> I have no idea. But oh. um, yeah, holidays, special occasions. Um, it's uh warming i, see, I think I, yeah I, I was just gonna say i feel like i could see this as like a winter yes like warm by the fire sort of drink well and that's the other thing about mead is that it's worth mentioning mead i think for people that do know mead the way you probably know it is like mold mead at christmas time yeah, uh, mold yeah, yeah cider you can drink mead hot or cold that's something we haven't mentioned you know we're obviously drinking it cold today but you can drink mead warmed up you can drink mead in cocktails like there's so much you can do with it outside of just sipping on it. So um, I think in the winter, like if this mm. was even, I don't know if you'd want to warm it up, but it would, it's warming in and of itself because it's so boozy. You could. So, I mean, I've heard of people that have the warm meat. It's like hot. Yeah. It's like a hot, like a hot toddy. That's a thing. This, yes. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think we should definitely very quickly talk about uh, Negus Beer. Good call. Yeah, the company. Yeah. Um, as Stephen mentioned, you know they're bringing traditional African recipes and history to the craft beer brewing scene. Um, they have two other beers. Uh, we can talk about those in just a few minutes. Um, but yeah, they have three items for sale: two beers and this. And we yep. grab this. Uh, one is a craft lager, which uh, you know, it's just your your standard drinking kind of craft lager. Yeah. Um, I mean, not to. I don't mean to downplay it, but it's it's a lager. But the other one is their Amber Ale, which is, again, another... It's it's a rendition of what they call a famous Tella beer, which is, again, bringing that Ethiopian tradition yeah. into America, It's a which is a beer brewed using the recipe that they say was passed down. It's a it's an Amber Ale, and basically, you know, but using a, an old tradition, so... Looks dope, honestly. Yeah, it you does. Know, love me a good Amber. Uh, it looks really good, um, but... Uh, but yeah, and then another thing that caught my eye about the company was uh, the term Negus means king or leader in Ethiopian language. Uh, the term has long been adapted among many groups as a means to empower each other as we are all royalties and our brews are fitting to the namesake. What do we always say? Bring yourself to your work, your art, your brews. And that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Um, they're trying as hard as they can to brew craft beer with unique ingredients that represent Africa's culture and heritage. Uh, check mark. I think they kind of hit it perfectly with this. Um, I would love to try the other beers and see how they do explore it more. Um, but yeah, they are, they are doing the damn thing. And uh, like we said, they're available in Northern Virginia. They're available in kind of the D.C. area. You can check out their website for where exactly they distribute to find places around there. Uh, also check out their social media. They're always doing, you know, fun stuff uh, and and carting these these beers and this, this Tedge around. So uh, this is something wild, different, unique, something you are not going to taste most other places. And you can get it right here in, well, in Virginia uh, or D.C. Yeah. So, um, you know. If you want to expand your drinking palate a little bit, this is something crazy. If you want to have a night, you'll get a 750 milliliter bottle of this. And some friends. And some friends. Um, uh, speaking of friends, uh, you brought a friend with Bobby. you to the studio. And Bobby. that means it's time for one of my favorite sections because it's the part where I don't have to do anything. Can Art and Crafts. 
going on in a row as we always do. The Frontier. Uh, I really like Meridian Hive's logo. It's AB. It is uh, just right on the front. Um, Frontier um, is written right across the top of the can. We got a green can. Um, but that's not really the fun part of it. What's what's really fun about this is the little B logo they have. And it's very similar to the other can, the Discovery. Um, you know, the colors are there, but it's mostly about that B. Uh, really enjoy that. And then we've got the Negus Mama's Authentic Honey Tedge. Uh, the, I wish this lion, it's hard to see. I can't really get closer to the camera, but... They've got like a lion logo that's really dope. And I think if it's got like a crown on it, if the lion was bigger, this would easily bump it up the point value. Um, so we're looking at more of just words and like a little design um, that rather than like artwork, but that's okay. We're not here to judge. We're here to just enjoy. Um, I'm going to give the Mama's Authentic a solid six. I'm going to give those other two cans solid sevens. Steven has Bob Ross. Steven, do you want to give points? Uh, out of 10. Out of 10, I would give the Honey Ted. Going to give it a four. Just not a lot going on. Wish that logo was a little bigger. The beer itself, great. La label, give it a four. And then those, I I would rank them back to back. Maybe um, maybe we'll give a seven to the green and an eight to the orange because I just like the color better. And that is a double effort can arts and crafts. First time ever. Boom. <laughs> Bobby, okay. we need him. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna sit right there. So uh, this is the part of the show where we normally talk about what's on tap, but we already did that. So I would just say let's uh, sum up how we feel about mead. Whole new experience for us. Oh yeah. Um, and I would just say that I, I I would say the ones from Meridian because they were. Just really it tasted like a cider to me. Yeah. And so for that, it wasn't earth shattering. It was sort of like, okay, yeah, like, if, yeah, sure, this works. Uh, the one from Negus, I'm like, oh, this is something I've never had before. Yeah. And um, I I like it. This bottle is not going to go to waste. Uh, I might go to waste. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I, I, I think uh, Mead... There's a need for mead out there in the world. He I said it again. <laughs> um, I agree. I think uh, the Meridian Hive offerings were more cider beer-like, and they were great. I think, excuse me, the Negus Beer Company offering was more on what I was expecting, what I was anticipating with mead, uh, based on what I've had before, what I know about it. Um, all really great. Um, I think they're uh, holy honey. Need for mead, holy honey. That's what I'm going to say. Um, it's very palpable. If you like honey, get your hands into some mead. Well done, both companies. Well done, us. Well done, Bob. We did the damn thing. And uh, we have one final thing to talk about. Last call. All right. So this is another one of those... It's not new. It's kind of been around for a little while, but we felt as though it was time for us to finally talk about mac and cheese ice cream. Craft. Let's have a <laughs> let's have a conversation. 
Would it make a difference if it wasn't Kraft? I don't think so. I don't think it would either. I, I mean, Velveeta so. mac and cheese ice cream. Or uh, name your favorite mac and cheese of all time. You make it into an ice cream, we're still not friends. Uh, what about uh, Annie's? That purple box. Do you want it as ice cream? I mean, no, but like you know about exactly. them, right? They're, yeah, they're yes. big in New York. It's great. Um, yeah, so Kraft said, hey, let's... Uh, Kraft took some drugs, and they said, <laughs> why don't we push the envelope a little bit? And we said, uh, what? Um, there's a mac and cheese ice cream. It's out. It's available. It's a limited edition flavor. It was celebrated in uh, for National Mac and Cheese Day. And this was like back in mid-July. This came out. So, we, you know. But here's why we're talking about it. It sold out very, very quickly. I'm pretty sure it's... I don't know if it's still being sold, but I'm pretty sure it's still sold out. People went nuts for it. People really enjoyed it. And we're not here to judge, but we're definitely here to comment. I don't know about all this. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and judge. Uh, personally. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, I, so so a writer from Eater uh, reviewed it on uh, Morning Edition on NPR. Not many of these last calls come from NPR, by the way. So uh, this is so, a first. There you go. But uh, she said it's a little funky, a little salty, a little sweet. Altogether, I'd just say it's kind of com- it kind of comes together. It's creamy and buttery. It's a lot better than you think it's going to be. I'm sh- listen. I'm sure it is. Okay, I- there's no way they're selling it out if it's like an abomination. But I do not want the word buttery involved in, in any ice cream. ice cream. Yeah, I've made ice cream. I don't know if you have made it no i know what goes in ice cream and there's no butter involved in the process there's just some things that just don't work well together and i i guess i'm wrong though it sells like crazy um the ice cream is gluten-free it carries with it the Kraft mac and cheese the iconic yellow orange color and this company van lewin sells it for 12 dollars a pint woof (laughs) um but yeah i mean the website for Kraft Mac and Cheese crashed. That's how many people were trying to get it. So they had to tweet. Looks like our ultra cool collab was too hot for our service to handle. So sit back, make a make a box of mac and cheese. We'll have our store back online. No, no, soon. no, no. Excuse me. The release says make a box of mac and chill. I did not see that. Good catch. Which makes it sadder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh I mean, God, mac uh, and cheese ice cream. Yeah, it it's it's the the color is very off putting. Now, I'm a big Iron Chef fan, as Gabe knows. He's you know I've drug him through his fair share. Drug through, I enjoyed it. And they down. make what I learned watching that show. I've never tried any of that stuff, but what I learned watching that show is if you if you deconstruct your idea of what ice cream is and take the sweet part out of it, ice cream can be savory, and you can make ice cream out of weird things and make bizarre flavors of ice cream work if you think of it as a savory application however this seems like they're selling it as a dessert yeah and i think that's the problem i have the color is disturbing i someone tweeted i was gonna make a witty caption for this but i don't even have anything man i'm thoroughly repulsed yeah i mean this is um Say cheese, yeah. This is just, you know, it goes in the category with, like, there was a mustard beer at one point, I I recall. Um, 
you know, some things just don't need to be done. And I think that's, that's my opinion. See, on this. here, here's the problem. Like craft Mac and cheese. I feel like I would rather have like a craft Mac and cheese, like Cheeto, like crunchy Cheeto. Then like, like, I feel See, like there's so many, sense. there's so, so many yeah. other things you can do with it. Like, why did they choose the dessert route? Right. They took it into a place that's very weird. It's like, similarly, like if you told me there was like a Girl Scout cookie flavor of like Lay's potato chips, I'd be like, I'd rather not. Well, <laughs> God, come on. That's I mean, <laughs> I mean, no. Yeah. <laughs> but like. It's better than this, but it's not my choice. Like, yes. <laughs> but like, I mean, I love those Samoas. Like, wait a minute. Who doesn't? But you want that in a chip? <laughs> I mean, right. I, I guess not. My I def- point did I definitely exactly don't, land. I definitely <laughs> don't want mac and cheese ice cream, for yeah. God's sakes. It's taking taking the savory, making it sweet for no reason. It's sort of like, it's like if you had a bacon ice cream. I've had bacon beer. And... You know what? You know how they, like, always you see on the internet memes and shit, like, bacon goes in everything. No, it doesn't. You know where it doesn't go? Beer. Interesting. No. Big no. Oh, I've Gross. heard of it. I've never had. I thought, like, I thought it would be one of those things, like, you're either split, you either hate it, or you love it. Really? I was not a fan, and I am a bacon fan. I mean, I'm, I. Okay, bacon beer or bacon ice cream? <sighs> That's tough. I feel like bacon ice cream would weirdly work. I don't know why. Now, why Why do you believe in bacon ice cream but not in mac and cheese ice cream? Because bacon is just like... It's saltier than mac and cheese. <laughs> right. And I feel like it would counterbalance with the sweetness of the ice cream. This is just... It's, it's like ice cream... It, they're both dairy. So it's just like too creamy. Like it's... Okay. A, like... like I don't, you know what I'm saying? I feel about I feel that meat shouldn't go in beer, and that's why Wing Cup Brewing made this week in Gross this week with their bull testicle beer. Oh. There we go. Oh. We brought it full circle because that's how we work here on the hop. Circular storytelling. You're welcome. Oh. Cheers. We have oh. to go, guys. Thank <laughs> you. This was something different. We were nervous about it. We didn't know how it was going to go. And it, you know what? It turned out pretty well. I like, feel amazing. Apparently, we know. like mead. I don't Who know knew? how you feel, but I feel great. I feel a steady and solid buzz. Amen. Thank you guys for joining us for another great round. Round 84. As always, we will be back next week with another great round. Stay safe. Drink good beer. Love each other. Peace out. Thank you, everybody. See you next week.